Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. The song was originally called, and I'm not kidding about this, Vampires in Love, ladies and gentlemen. No. Yeah. Uh, Meatloaf says, indeed, it was written for him. Bonnie Tyler says she's having none of it, and it came out to be total eclipse of the heart. (laughs) Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, right here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. If she would get her headphones on sometime before the show gets started, look, there's a little R and there's a little L. That'll tell you which is the right All A. Right. There you go. You got I'm it in. on? You have I'm them in. on? You good? Yep, I'm good. Ready to go? Yeah. You're the one that asked me whether I was ready to start the show or not. So why did we start if you didn't have your headphones on? I don't know. Well, I don't know either. What's your name, dearest? My name's Tammy Burns. There you go. I'm Joe Burns. Uh, and this again, broadcasting from the campus, Southeast Louisiana University. We're back. We're back in classes. This week's show sort of parries off last week's show. You remember we were doing super groups that were supposed to have happened? Love that show. In amongst the idea of this was supposed to happen but didn't happen. Yeah. Not only did I find super groups, but I began to find all these little facts Uh about things that happened. Now, we did a show a long, long time ago back when... Uh, I think Chad was the co-host about songs that were supposed to have been given to a certain artist, but they turned it down. Another yes. artist picked it up and it became a hit. Yep. 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 Well, I remember I found, that. I found a lot of that in amongst all of that sort of, this was supposed to happen, but didn't happen. And again, I was, I was in that sort of gumbo pot and I started to find facts. You fact- like to investigate, don't you? I do. I have a good time at it. I really do. Once you become an academic, your job is to dig, dig, dig. And you remember, I came from 12 years of radio, so how many journalistic stories did I follow? You you, you, you sort of get a nose for it. You should do private eye investigations. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I need. A gun. Can you imagine <laughs> me with a firearm? Play that song now, that mister. That would be bad. So I ran into this, and, and it has absolutely... Absolutely, I'm looking at my things here. It has absolutely no thread to it. It's just facts of things that Wait, were supposed to happen. Clarify what thread means. Are you saying truth? No, no, no. A common thread through it. Like, these are all this. Okay. These are all supergroups. These are all the color blue. I got you. It has no thread. It's just stuff that was supposed to happen but didn't stuff stuff i love that word i wish i had a better answer for you and all it was was during my research i just started finding all of these facts stuff kept popping up right and i started sort of throwing them over into another document and i thought you know if i get enough this would just be an interesting rock school show there's no title for it it's 
stuff. Well, you're just goofy enough that I'm willing to follow you into this stuff. Stuff that, that was supposed to happen, but didn't. And so, here we go. And the show of stuff that was supposed to happen, but didn't. Graham Parsons, that you probably know, tagged along with the Rolling Stones on their 1971 tour. They were supposed to have had him join the group. What? Graham Parsons was supposed to get in there. Many people believe he wrote Honky Tonk Women. Whether he did or not is really up for debate. There's also a belief that he's singing back up on Sweet Virginia from the recording, um, oh, what's the album, Exile on Main Street. Really? He's supposedly in that little group that's there. But furthermore, there was supposed to have been a Graham Parsons-Keith Richards duo album put out. Never heard that in my life. It was supposed to happen. There's only one problem, Graham Parsons OD'd. Yep. OD'd. Did you know Kurt Cobain was working on a solo album when he died? Uh, I did know that. You did? Did you really? Yeah, I did. How did you know that? I didn't know that. Because we went to the uh, the museum in uh, Seattle. I never caught that fact. Yep, I remember. I never caught that yep. fact. So there was supposed to be a Kurt Cobain solo album. He yes. was working on it completely apart from the other two members right. of, the, uh, of Nirvana. There was supposed to be one of those. There was so much pain, huh? And it never happened. Never and happened. Here's the one I'm going to play a song for. On October 9th, 1980, it was announced in the press that there was supposed to be a huge tour by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Fred Seaman made the announcement that, quote, next spring, John and Yoko will be touring Japan, the United States, Europe, South Africa, Australia, and Canada. It was supposed to be a monstrous big production tour. And he said, quote, John definitely planned a tremendous set of new arrangements of Beatles songs he felt he never got Right. Oh. Can you imagine having seen that tour? I would love to have seen that. The problem is John Lennon was shot by Mark David Chapman. And it never happened. There's John Lennon here on Rockstar. Whatever gets you through the night. Coming out of John Lennon here on Rock School. Man, what a tour that would have been. What a tour. Perfection, huh? Sid Vicious. Now, you may have heard that Sid Vicious recorded the song My Way, right? Have you heard that version? No, I didn't hear that. Okay, I'll play it for you. Is that version out there? It's horrible. I've I've played it on the show before. And it's him mocking, you know, I've done a few. You know, he's mocking it. And he throws the C word into it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never thought about that. Well, here's the thing. Sid Vicious had every intention of recording an album of standards. 
<laughs> he, yeah, we he, all, huh? I know. I saw your eyes go boink. He, uh, along with fellow Sex Pistols Steve Jones and Paul Cook, were going to put together this album of standards in order to raise funds for his defense. Of course, the defense was whether he stabbed Nancy Spungen or not. Right. He claims he didn't. Uh, it was all going to be standards, and the joke was that my way, you know, that did okay. So he's going to do all standards, and the only one we know for a, or two that we know for a fact he was going to do, according to uh, McLaurin, were White Christmas and Mac the Knife. Oh, Do- pain. Those oh, my two gosh. were going to get done. Two Can you favorites. even imagine? Can you no. even imagine? Stop. And here's the one we're going to play. You know the Pet Shop Boys? Do I? Yeah, I know. You love the Pet Shop Boys. In 2010, they were going to headline Glastonbury, one of the huge, huge festival concerts uh, over in the UK, Scotland, Ireland, that kind of thing. Sort of everything under the queen, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Tennant and Lowe, who are the Pet Shop Boys, they had this huge song called What Have I Done to Deserve This? However, Dusty Springfield sang the part in it, and she had passed away. So guess who they approached to sing the part, I, w- I would have said Adele, but that's not Adele the Adele wasn't even... In 2010? She... I'll bet she was playing clubs Something. and things. I'll bet they knew her. Okay. People who were in the business All kind right. of looked around and went, okay, look at that girl over there. That's going to do who, something. Who did they approach? Yeah, Susan Boyle. That would have been great, don't you think? Okay. Susan Boyle has sold a bajillion albums. It's not nothing against Susan Boyle. It's just, um, I don't know. I was thinking that they were going to pick some kind of rocker to come in and... Yeah. Susan Boyle turned him down. What? How is that possible? Are you kidding me? How do you turn it? What? How can she turn anyone down? Come on now. It's not her kind of music. Okay. That's what it, it was. Isn't it good to be that? I know. Isn't it good to be the queen? You know, if the pet... Again, it's me. I know. <sighs> the pet shop boys say, Joe, we'd like you to... Yes. You know, I don't care. I'll carry... I'm here, guys. I'll carry the cables. I don't care. There you go. Pet shop boys with Dusty Springfield on Rock School. The Pet Shop Boys here on Rock School. Look, Susan Boyle, if it's good enough for Dusty Springfield, it is good enough for you. <laughs> I'm so, I love Dusty Springfield. Oh, I know. I have, a, I have a couple here that are just simply wonderfully funny. Do you know the song that our daughter has played forever by Megan Trainer? You know it's all about that bass, about that bass. Yeah. No treble. It's all about that bass, about that bass. You know, here's the thing about it is you laugh at me. Go ahead, you rockers. You laugh at me because I know that song. I also know all the Taylor Swift songs. I also know all the Justin Bieber songs. You know why? I have a 10-year-old daughter. And when you do too... You will know them all as well, because as you drive her to school, that's what gets played. You're going to, now listen to this. You're going to be real happy. What's that? She did ask for Fleetwood Mac, go your own way. Yes, that's right. Yeah, she did. I have tried to play for her Joan Jett, Heart. 
I have tried to play a lot of female rock stars for her. It's not it's not working. She's, well, they both like know. Fleetwood Mac a lot, which okay. makes me happy. Okay, that helps my heart a little bit. Megan Trainer originally wrote that number one hit for Ready, Ready, Ready? Yeah. Beyonce. <laughs> Can you imagine Beyonce singing that song? Really? Yes. With a Z, yes. Yes. Uh, and here's the one I find really, really funny. Do you know who artist Jeff Koons is? K-O-O-N-S. Do you know who artist Jeff Koons is? I don't know who he is. Okay, you know his work. If, I do? If I was to simply show you pictures, you'd know it. But verbally explaining, have you seen the balloon animals that are very, very large but made out of sort of silver you don't know what I'm talking I about? I'm in a weird world right now. I don't know what you're talking about. If I showed you pictures of his work, you would know it. Okay. He's, he's the guy who puts together these huge um, I, balloon animals is the only way I can say it. But it seems like they're made out of aluminum. Oh, cool. Or it seems like they're made out of metal. I that would kind like of thing. that. Okay. Well, he's sort of well known in the avant-garde art world. What and is the, wrong with me? I am not avant-garde no, enough. No, you're uncultured. That's all there is to it. <laughs> you you watch the Real Housewives of Who Gives a Care. I do. Well, the guys of U2, The Edge and Bono, uh, asked artist Jeff Koons to work on a stage design for one of their stadium tours. Cool. He agrees. Several month, months go by and Coons invites the band to New York to see his backdrop idea. He has the whole thing set up as if it is the opening of a gallery. There's a curtain and all of that and he sets them down in chairs and comes out and discuss, discuss, blah, 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 I'm thank you for you this and I believe that what I have prepared for you is blah, 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 all that kind of thing, glass of champagne, blah, 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 blah. and here is what I think and the curtain drops. Ready for what was behind it? What? A huge photograph of four kittens wearing socks hanging on a washing line. I there kinda, you go. I kind of like it. <laughs> What's wrong with me, folks? I like it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what it was. Uh, the collaboration, believe it or not, did not go ahead. Let's please pause for a moment to imagine Bono's face when that thing opened up. I love kittens. <laughs> You know, it could have only been better had over top or underneath of one of the kittens wearing socks hanging on to the, the, the washing line, yeah. had it said, hang in there, baby. Hang in there, baby. That would have only been better. Welcome to the 70s. Hang in there, baby. Fantastic. It's you too on Rock School. <laughs> into the first break here on Rock School. Here's another one for you that didn't happen, but should have. In 2009, Lady Gaga and Kanye West were both at the tip top of their fame, Bad Romance, in the 1990s. And of course, Heartbreak for Kanye West. They decided to get together and do a tour together and call it Fame Kills. 
Now, here's the wonderful thing about the tour. And to be honest with you, this sounds like a good idea. What they were going to do is set up two stages, each at either end of the venue. So imagine the Smoothie King Center. They were going to put one stage at one end, one stage at the other end. Okay. And perform at the same time. So I guess Bad Romance would perform and then Kanye West would perform one of his songs. I'm sorry, I cannot name one Kanye West song. You get $1 million if you can name one of Kanye West's songs. I can't. I'm poor. I literally cannot name one Kanye West song. I have no idea. Guess what? Neither can you. No. No, I have no idea. It, he has not penetrated my interest enough for me to do it but that was gonna be they're kind of called fame kills and if you're into that kind of music you know that sounds like a pretty cool concert and it's not that they were gonna have an opening act they were gonna do it at the same time wait is she gonna play a song and then he's gonna play a song and then she'll play a song and then he'll play a song if not that some combination of the two of them maybe three and then three or two and two okay but nobody's or, playing they're not playing at the same time right? I don't think so I'm sure they would try something like that but we'd see what happened but if you're into both of those artists that really sounds like a neato mosquito idea I gotta be honest with you I don't I don't know of any group Groups that have ever tried anything like that. I'm with you. If you could pull it off, I don't care for that music. Right. You know, I like Lady Gaga, don't get me wrong. Kanye West could, you know, drive off a cliff or become king of England. I could care less. But that sounds like a those really... Those are the choices. Those are my choices. You could, you really could pull off something new here. The problem was Lady Gaga's choreographer, choreographer cited differences with the Kanye camp and also apparently the uh, the people in Kanye West's camp did not like the people in Taylor Swift's camp and Gaga had already gotten herself together with Taylor Swift and the whole thing just fell apart because of that. Goodness. Which is too bad. Egos. Yeah, egos, which is too bad because to be honest with you, it's an idea that to me sounds totally and completely new. And that would have been fun to watch. And I you could have, have charged a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Much coin. Probably 300 bucks a ticket, huh? Who is listening to us, ladies and gentlemen? Well, what did, do you got there? Did I do this before or no? I think so. Okay. WMCE in Erie, PA. Superb. Get us on Facebook, Rock School Radio Show. You know what you're doing. Like us. I'll be back in a minute here on Rock School. <laughs> Let's do three having to do with uh, David Bowie. Did you know that Lisa Left Eye Lopez was recording a second solo album when she died in a car crash in Honduras? No, I did not. Yes, she did. And that second solo album was being put together by none other than David Bowie. You're kidding. And he had recorded some songs with her. It was never released, so those songs are Who sitting. Who has those? So, they're sitting somewhere on a shelf. I assume they are owned by the record company, and why the record company wouldn't release them is beyond me. And I know what you're going to say. Well, it would be in poor taste. Yeah, no record company has ever done anything in poor <laughs> taste before. When somebody dies, they go posthumous sales crazy. So, and yeah, you're right. You asked me about this off uh, offline. 
Um, Lisa Left Eye Lopez was the young lady who burnt down Andre Risen's house. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a house. It was a mansion. It was, but do not immediately take it just like that. Apparently, he was abusing her. Yeah. So it's not like he didn't like pick up his shorts off the floor and he decided and she decided, well, you know, you're not going to put your clothes in a hamper. I'm going to burn your house down. It was bad all yeah. the way around. There was a lot of not good stuff. Continuing on, it says here that David Bowie claimed to have offered the song Golden Years to Elvis. Really? Yeah. And some people are of the opinion, you know, David Bowie had a monstrous hit with it. Imagine if Elvis had recorded it. I can hear... Wait, I'm hearing it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Now, would that have been hit enough to have saved Elvis Presley? Because if you remember, Presley was on his way off to tour because his bank account was getting low. Right. Elvis Presley, his bank account was getting low. The dude could spend some money, babe. Yes, he could. And one more here. It states Dwight Yoakam, of all people, the country singer, said that David Bowie once told him that six months prior to Elvis Presley's death, Presley had asked David Bowie to produce a record for him. It says here that it would have been one of the worst tragedies ever because had Bowie not, pardon me, had Elvis Presley not died, we would have gotten an album that probably would have contained... The song, you know, Golden Years, right. produced by David Bowie. And you say, yes. well, well, Bowie already released it. Who cares? Yeah. It would have been sung by David Bowie. Pardon me, pardon me. Sung by Elvis Presley, produced by David Bowie. Right. And then 11 other tracks produced by David Bowie and updated Elvis Presley for a new generation. It could have given him an entire new outlook, an entirely new life in the world of music. Wow. How about that? And you say to yourself, it would have never happened. Yeah? You think so? It's amazing to me how many people David Bowie actually talked to and sure. worked with. And it, it sounded like he was doing stuff behind the scenes all the time. We huh? never knew about it. Yeah. He goes, David Bowie, Golden Years, Rock School. To the bottom of the hour here on Rock School, you want some really interesting things that could have happened but did not. Not like the stuff that you've given me so far hasn't been no, interesting. No, that was kind of hurting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prince visited Michael Jackson's studio in 1994, and the whole concept was for the two of them to record a song together, but it never happened. Michael Jackson was recording the album Bad Ugh. and did not want to do any work with Prince, so sent him away. It never happened. Can you imagine? You know, you say, again, it's that whole thing, you know, if Kurt Cobain had lived, if so-and-so, you know, if the, if, if, if uh, what is it, Leonard Skinner had not crashed, how do you know that it would have been wonderful? Bad was probably my favorite album More than Thriller? Ever. Really? Oh, my gosh. I yeah. loved it. Oh, yes, okay. absolutely. Oh, how about this one? The uh, the song Hit Me Baby One More Time, yeah. which started Britney's career. Yeah. Do you know who that was offered to for first time? No, tell me. TLC. Tell me, tell me. <gasps> As in the group oh, we just talked I to. Oh, I can hear that. No, they said no. They didn't like the lyrics. Get out. It was too simply 
are too simple to mistake it for hit me baby one more time. A lot of people thought that's what it meant. It's pick me baby one more time. Oh my gosh, I can yeah. hear them singing it. That would have been spectacular. Yeah. Do you know the Michael Jackson song, I Just Can't Stop Loving You? Oh yeah. He sort of picked a, an unknown at the time to sing it and you sort of went, wow, Michael, what a good guy. What a what an excellent choice. This young lady has a beautiful voice. Well, that was his like fifth pick. Really? Yeah. Would you like to hear some of the people he decided to uh, that he said choose no first? To? Okay. Yeah. Whitney Houston was offered <gasps> first. Uh-uh. She'd have blown him off the record. Oh, come on. She'd have blown him off the record. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Barbara, you don't think so? Uh, no. No. You know, I, you know, Whitney, what, I understand. Babs, forget it. Look, whatever you think of Barbara Streisand, she's got a set of pipes on I her. I get it, but her, her, pipes, her pipes are in the 70s. Stop. <laughs> I love it. Okay, let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, April 24 all the way through April 30th. It's about to be May, and we always get nailed twice in May because my mother's birthday's in May, and then Mother's Day. I, I, look, I don't know what to buy you anymore, Mom. I'm sorry. Look, I got it covered. Don't worry about it. All right, Monday. Go ahead. April 24th, 1977. Talking Heads begin their first European tour supporting the Ramones. That's a good one. April mm-hmm. 25, 1999. It's Joe DiMaggio Day at Yankee Stadium. Paul Simon performs Mrs. Robinson, which contains the classic line, Where have you gone, Aww. Joe DiMaggio? April 26, 2003, the Morgan Creek Bridge in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, is renamed the James Taylor Bridge in honor of the singer who mentioned it in his song, Copper Line. One Wait a favorites. second. Wait a second. Oh, I love that song. But why would they rename the bridge? He wanted the bridge to be called Morgan Creek Bridge. I, I don't have an answer for you. That just doesn't make sense to me. I don't have an answer Sorry. for you. Uh, April 27, 2003, Iggy Pop reunites with the Stooges for the first time in 30 years to close out the Coachella Festival. April 28, 1991, Bunny Raitt remarries Michael O'Keefe. Oh, God, I loved him. (laughs) April 29, 2005, Mary Travers of Peter, Paul, and Mary has a bone marrow transplant because of leukemia. And then finally, April 30, 2008, Mariah Carey marries America's Got Talent host Nick Cannon. Didn't they get divorced? They did. I love me some Nick Cannon. Oh, Oh my God. All right. She's crazy. No, she's not. Let's do a show about about female singers who are crazy. I don't think I want to do that. I don't want to be anywhere near that. Ooh, neither does Nick. It says here that Prince's former sound engineer, Susan Rogers, created a vault. And it is actually a bank vault. Wait. Yes. Did you say vault with a V? Yes, an actual bank vault, as in like you go into you know the Capital One down here in Hammond. It's an actual bank vault. It's in Prince's Paisley Park basement when she left it in 1987. <laughs> and she said it is literally full, hinting that Prince's vault, I guess, is so filled with music. Now, PrinceVault.com says it lists 400 unreleased Prince songs. According to Susan Rogers, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. 400? 400, he did that last year. Wow. Apparently, there's that much. And then one more. 
Prince states, well, stated, that there is a song called Emotional Pump that he wrote for Joni Mitchell that was rejected by the singer because she didn't think it matched her style. One of the lyrics was, You are my emotional pump. You make my body jump. So Joni didn't sing it. Joni. Oh, my God. I'd like to hear the song. Ladies and gentlemen, emotional pump. No, I don't have it. Here's (laughs) Prince. It's something you know. It's 1999 here on Rock School. Here's a couple more interesting ones. Do you remember Grace Jones from the 1980s? Yes, she, I do. She went with the really male haircut, yeah. the overt strength. Gosh, what was what was the song she had? I can't remember. I don't remember, but if you remember, everything was sort of overtly electronic, yeah. sort of electro type stuff, and everything was done this way. Yeah, but yeah. She, she had a hit that I absolutely loved. I, I don't remember what it was. I'll Me look neither. it up. I'll look it up here. The thing is, Grace Jones had no intention of doing any of that. She uh, auditioned for songwriters Gamble and Huff. If you remember, <laughs> they were the Philly Sound. They wrote for the OJs oh and things like that. She wanted to be a you know, a doo-wop-esque 1970s Philly sound singer. And when they told her, no, dear, you don't, uh, you're not quite what we're looking for. She went off and became Grace Jones. That's where it came from. Wrong. You're wrong. Here's another failed super group that I didn't mention last week. Rod Stewart said in his autobiography that he once contacted Elton John and Freddie Mercury and said... I want to form a group with the three of you in the same way that the three tenors do, the three yeah. you know, the three artists that, what are they, uh, opera singers? Right. They put out albums. Why don't we put out albums? Oh, my gosh. I think that would have been fantastic. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. have chills. They turned them down. <gasps> they turned them down. Sinners. And finally, do you remember the song, Don't You Forget About Me? Yes, I do. Right, from... I don't remember what the song was or what the movie was. Breakfast Club? Was it The Breakfast Club? It was was, one of those. It was one of those tunes or one of those movies that... I can't think of the director either. My brain is what completely is wrong? shut Was it down John today. Waite? No, that's wasn't the John Wade. It was John something. And right now, people are screaming at the radio. Scream it out! Yeah, I'll get back to you with who that was. Uh, however, the song was put down by three groups before they finally handed it to Simple Minds. Brian Ferry turned it down. The Pretenders turned it down, and Billy Idol turned it down. And then finally, it got picked up by Simple Minds. Thank God. How about Simple that? Simple Minds did it right. Yes, they did. They did it correctly. They 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 simply allowed the song 
to allow uh, uh, to allow it to speak rather than I am the rock star. Yeah. No, they did it correctly. Okay, we got to take a break here, and I'll go find out who was in charge of Breakfast Club. Why can't my brain come up with it? You know, oh, it you know, hurts. It you hurts. know how it you, hurts. you you can't think of something, and in your mind you're looking at an empty room, and there's a guy in the middle of it giving you the finger. Really? Yeah, that's my visual. That's not mine. That's mine. Okay, I've yeah. got WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. Those are good people Uh be back in a minute here john hughes john hughes oh endorphins release thank you god thank you breakfast club back in a minute here on rock school break do you remember the song it was out while we were in college bonnie tyler's total eclipse of the heart yeah i hated it it went on for 11 minutes really yeah it did not in my car it didn't it was written by jim steinman who was sort of the meatloaf guy yeah meatloaf so wanted to be a rock star he even put out an album but it wasn't until he met jim steinman that bat out of hell came to life sort of this theatrical, overt rock and roll. Yeah, sort of, I know. Well, here's the thing. Total Eclipse of the Heart, you may not have known this, it was originally written for Meatloaf because Jim Steinman had created, or at least wanted to create, a musical based on Nosferatu, the first full-length movie created off of... Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you can imagine the the, the idea. The song was originally called, and I'm not kidding about this, Vampires in Love, ladies and gentlemen. No. Yeah. Uh, Meatloaf says, indeed, it was written for him. Bonnie Tyler says she's having none of it, and it came out to be Total Eclipse of the Heart. Vampires. You're not playing it. Nope. Oh, no. Vampires in love, ladies and gentlemen. Vampires in love. There you go. And the one we're going to play, you know the group Chic? Oh, yeah. Ah, freak out. Le Freak. Chic. Chic wrote an entire album's worth of material for Aretha Franklin. Because through the 70s, Aretha Franklin was kind of hit and miss. Well, Chic was Disco Darlings. Absolutely. And they said, look, we'll write you an album. Not a song. We'll write you an album. We got you, girl. And they created the material, and Aretha Franklin rejected every single song. My gosh. Including one called Upside Down, which Diana Ross picked up. Upside Down. Sent to number one. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have to get your disco in there or, you know, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin disco. You have to have it. Here's Chic. Yeah, I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That'll do it. Class is dismissed.